This is the Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. Now, here are your hosts, Cody, Kyle, and Ken. All right, welcome to November here on Off the Break Podcast. We're ready to hit the ground running. We've got seven weeks full of high-powered films coming up. Thank God. <laughs> I'm so exhausted thinking about it. It is so much product coming out. But it was exhausting not having product to begin with. So this this industry just really sucks the life out of you. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean I'm just I'm very excited about the stuff we have coming up, but then you see these things and you're like, you have a new Joaquin Phoenix drama. Yeah. Which Joker still the biggest movie of October. Right. And you're like, okay. Where are we going to put this? Are yeah. we even going to play this? How do we <laughs> you know, fit this in to two, make this happen? Two animated films. I yeah. mean, from high quality studios. Yeah. So it, they feel like they're coming out the same weekend, right? That's they are. been within five they, days. That yeah. is yeah. happening. Okay. Is. I've been I've been having that in my head for like the past few weeks. Yeah. As we're leading up to like mm-hmm. this busy month, and I just feel like that's not true like that shit that's not like a normal thing but and then yeah here no. we are and then we have angel studios with a new action drama december 1st right that's gonna throw a, a monkey wrench into everything hopefully i mean just like yeah. sound of freedom did i hope it does so much numbers that it makes <laughs> things difficult for us right for our towns yeah. and i yeah and we also you know have a young adult you know back to it franchise film yeah, it's it's becoming 2012 again now that Hunger Games is back. I know it's weird. <laughs> so yeah, we have Hunger Games nostalgic for that. And a Marvel film, a Marvel, a Marvel film, and then at the end, I mean, we can't even look at Christmas because it's no, like don't even... Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers, <laughs> Zac Efron in a, in an art movie. Right. <laughs> what? And and it looks good. <laughs> Glenn and Powell, they're... Glenn Powell, trying to be funny. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. Just... Yeah, I really hope that one's good, but I don't know that. <laughs> the trailer does not give me a lot. It was of a little hope. rough. The trailer was like a cross between a Fifty Shades of Grey, like they were trying to create the tension, but it's a romantic comedy, but there wasn't any comedy in it, so it, was... it, it felt like the rough draft of the trailer, and they accidentally put it online. Yeah. Yeah, like, like okay, we have a, a frenemies turned lovers story, which is and, a good trope right, and works. Which, but but works gl- so Glenn, well for Glenn Powell comedy. only has tension for himself in a mirror. Yeah, like he is, <laughs> is no interest in anyone but himself. I don't know who's like better that, looking, me or you. exactly. and that needs to be the movie. Like he needs to like go so deep into that character that he's mm. so vain he can't look past himself. He's like. This woman is not hot enough for you, buddy. <laughs> I mean, me. <laughs> Gives himself finger And put guns. the aviator glasses on and just be the character <laughs> from Top Gun. Like, no, when's Top Gun 3? Yeah. When... It's Top Gun 3 romantic comedy. When Perfect. do I leave this movie? He's just in aviators, shirtless the whole time. That's the whole point of yeah. this guy. I mean, the devotion. We're like, we're going to put him in a dramatic role where yeah. he's like a little bit racist. <laughs> Nope. nope. <laughs> that doesn't work. That's not the I, one. I told Ken, I was like, I get the impression this guy would be like, while you're doing the deed, would be like those flexor types that's like, yeah, I'm just. Like Christian Bale. Like impressed Christian, with himself. Yeah, like Christian American Bale. American Psycho. American Psycho. <laughs> just in the mirror. Again, looking eye to eye. <laughs> He's an actor, so probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's an actor. <laughs> uh, well, while we're listing all these titles coming out the next two months i'm curious about five nights at freddy's and if that causes a wrinkle 
in bookings because that thing shot out of a cannon and made 80 million this past weekend. Absolutely. I like to say that we were taken by surprise, but we had been having so many requests for it. And we're like, it's on streaming and they're not going as wide and they have a tight print count. And and then it just, they added like random locations at the end and then it just became this huge big thing. But there was a, a definitely an undercurrent, like a consistent request from like little towns. Like we're getting, people want to see this five nights at Freddy's. Mm-hmm. Can we get that? Mm-hmm. So I don't get that very often. Um, you know, with people being like, Hey, I don't see this on my booking sheet. Can I get it? Like that usually indicates, I think the last one was sound of freedom for Mm -hmm. us. Yeah, absolutely. Normally having conversations with you guys about this, you get those types of requests when the theater really feels like they need to be playing that, Mm -hmm. even though it's not the case, but at least by the sounds of it from you, Cody, it's that there was this theaters were hearing, um, that yeah. this movie was right. going to do something like there was going to be an audience for and this. And I think it's because the audience was primarily teenagers. Mm-hmm. And w- since the pandemic, we've seen a lot like really consistent movie going from the teenage crowd. Like that has really been a very good crowd for post pandemic theaters. And obviously they were the ones that came out for this. They were the ones asking for it. And I, I just think that they just flew under the radar because usually you don't track or, you know, look to that that demographic for interest in mm-hmm. movies but they're the ones really consistently going to the theater so yeah i mean that i think that's definitely what happened um after the fact like for myself i think i may have mentioned on the show before but like the game first came about when i was teenager college student and i thought it kind of just was a moment of its time and then was forgotten after the fact and this movie was just too late but since then i mean the t- it just really struck a chord with like the next generation which is the teenage yeah. crowd now and i didn't realize how long and even kids like younger kids because our yeah. children who don't have access to any of that stuff was like um kept bringing up five nights at freddy's mm-hmm. things like the name like they hit they were familiar mm-hmm. with the name they knew it they've brought it up and we're like that's a that's going to be a scary movie. We're not going to let you see that. Or that's a scary game. We don't aren't going to let you play that. Like, but, where are you getting this from? <laughs> uh, but it's one of those things where, like, it's a familiar name, but it also has, yeah. like, the scare, which is, like, kind of edgy for, like, younger and it's, audiences, too. Even yeah. though it clearly doesn't look scary at all for, like, right. adult viewers, probably. But, but it also has that, like, they're, like, a teddy bear. You know, like, there's just more visuals that lend itself to younger audiences yeah. the reminder of like right. chuck e cheese and that sort of thing right. it's no, not like a guy no. in a mask that's like <laughs> it's yeah. really gross and scary right. you should actually like... be terrified of this situation yeah. yeah yeah no i i learned by some teacher friends of mine that um younger kids have like gravitate towards five nights of freddy's like they see streamers on youtube and twitch like playing the games for like the younger audiences so yeah, definitely not what I expected, oh, and I did not expect that uh, this big of an opening. But for think, a movie that went to streaming, it's very great. <laughs> right. I think we were thinking this was going to play like Halloween Ends did. Yeah. Because um, that did also was the last day and date. Same thing, same yep. studio, mm-hmm. uh, Universal. And that opened up to like 40 million and then dropped like a rock the next week. Yeah. But I do think that that was a third and a lot 
franchise. There wasn't as much buildup. It was rated R and it was an older iconic, uh, like horror character. Mm -hmm. So I think as we look at Freddy's, obviously this one didn't feel the same. I don't think Peacock streaming has penetrated as many households as other streamers have. Right. And I think that people are for the most part over the whole, like, Oh, I have to, I, I need to see it on streaming mm-hmm. or like, it's okay if I see it on streaming. I think they're more back to, I'd like to see it in the theater first. I don't know if I'll repeat view in the theater, but I like to see the first viewing in the theater. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. So I think that helped Freddy's and it being the 13, you know, the 13 to 17 year old crowd, they want to get out of the house. They don't want to be in the house with their parents, watching them with their friends. I guess that's true. It became an event for them. <laughs> yeah. So I, they've already been used to being stuck at their parents' place for years now with movies. the pandemic yeah. and watching. Yeah. So. so they want to be out. So I think that also played in their favor. And I think that that's going to lend itself to higher than average holdover for what you would think for this. So I think you could see some more repeat viewings that aren't streaming ones. Oh yeah, no one. It was perfectly placed to be a one big weekend. Right. But you know, this is there's nothing. The weekend of Halloween is the right. big weekend for for horror, and if you can get a PG thirteen horror there, even better. Mm-hmm. I mean, this really needed to be theatrical only. It needed to start sooner, but Universal also had The Exorcist yeah. franchise that they had to kick off. They had two. You know, they had two horror, horror titles. F- titles, and you have to if you want at the beginning of the month, one at the end of the month. You can't put them together. You can't start one in, in the middle. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, you can't do the, you know, have a Disney had two horror October titles that one they did in July and one they did in oh yeah August or September yeah with haunting haunted mansion haunting in Venice, mm-hmm. so it just became very very muddled and it would you would have liked to have had like week two or week three have been on on the hell on the, the last weekend, week before Halloween, yeah, weekend before Halloween Halloween was that, a Tuesday it was yeah. a weird yeah. midweek but one. yeah we're hopeful but there's was... nothing on uh, 11 3 there's no wide major wide releases and on 11 10 we have Marvel so it does have like two solid weekends in there mm-hmm. and I saw where other industry analysts mostly box office pro was saying that's going to have a 69% drop, but I I think it might be closer in the 50s. I don't think it's going to yeah. be. I think they, 55 probably. I think they're estimating that drop because of ha- Halloween ends, I think had like a 67 or Yeah, seven. it was huge. It was an epic drop. It didn't even do two times its opening right. weekend. It yeah. was so bad. So I think that they're going more towards that idea that it's just going to drop hard, but I don't, I don't foresee it doing that. Well, especially that mindset could be there because of, the streaming component too. Like if friends who didn't go see it opening weekend, but they knew someone who did and they hear from them that the movie's really good and you should check it out. Odds are if you didn't go with like that group of friends on opening weekend, maybe that they would be more inclined to like see it at home instead. Yeah. So maybe that's where like that huge drop mindset could be coming from, but I don't know. I think like this weekend is going to be really quiet and I don't know. Theaters, are probably listening to this episode after this weekend has happened already, but I don't really think it's going to be that huge of a drop either. That I think 55 would be an suitable. Epic ending for Halloween ends. 40 million opening. It only did 64 total. Like, jeez, yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. I remember God. it was bad. It was bad. It was a 70 plus percent drop. They, not only did they brutal. leave, 
I think at the time analysts saw it 10 to 20 million on the table by going day and date, mm-hmm. but they had no like leg out. But a know. major studio release not to go 2x is crazy. Yeah. That doesn't happen. Well, that's I and I really do think that's because for that franchise specifically, I don't think going streaming helped it. I well, if, it, it if their goal help. was to you know, do the normal run of a movie. Now their goal, obviously with that was subscribers on, on, on peacock, their yeah. peacock. Yeah. So. But it didn't help that that one was like by far the worst and in I the franchise. The time, <laughs> you could get peacock for like a dollar 99. That one was awesome because it was, yeah, it was at that time. Dollar 99 for like an introductory. Well, you could fee. have a free trial and then a dollar 99. Yeah. <laughs> so you could, people canceled the account after right, that. You could basically I see it for free. <laughs> see, I did. Sorry, Cody, what were you saying? <laughs> no, the, the, you, you could just see basically it see it for yeah. free. Yeah. And then if you happen to get caught up, it only cost you $2. <laughs> so I don't know if they're if they're still doing that. I mean, every other service has Race increased their price, price like right. 20 bucks now. I have to imagine Peacock's like, we'll do five. We'll do five dollars now. <laughs> be, still be the cheapest game in town. Oh, well, speaking of the cheapest game in town, the cheapest joke in town. Ready for the release changes sponsored by Sony Pictures. <laughs> yeah. There were a few new ones right after we recorded last week's episode. Right after. I mean, we got out. We usually record on a Friday. We got out of the recording and Disney announced some changes. And we're like, oh, darn it, Disney. Disney and Warner Bros. Yeah. Uh, which I guess we can start there. Aquaman 2 got pushed back only by two days. So instead oh, of like a Wednesday, yeah. December opening is now the Friday. The Friday. Thank it you, Warner Brothers. Thank you. It was, I, it was so silly to have been on that Wednesday, the 20th day. I, Yeah. No, just get on a f- regular Friday opening. It's a perfect. You want to hit the 22nd because you want a few days before Christmas. And I get why they're doing it with Color Purple because yeah. it's an art film and that they have a historic spot like faith-based right. art films. Do twelve twenty five openings, right? But Aquaman is a Friday movie. There's no, there's no Wednesday, there's no Wednesday Thursday gross on it. Even the early shows are not going to do anything before that close to the holidays. It is a Mm -hmm. Friday movie. Yep, it's a Friday movie. It's a movie to get to take take Grandpa to on Christmas to get him to stop talking or Grandma. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's show respect to the ladies out there. Well, Grandma to get her to start talking. (laughs) What's going on? Look at his muscles. I don't think grandma cares what's going on. Uh, yeah. Take off your shirt. I think his shirt is already off. <laughs> That's the point of the That's movie. That's the point of the movie. It's all there for you. <laughs> and there's two of them because it's the brothers getting together. Oh, yeah. His shirt will be off too probably. Yeah, yeah but he's nowhere near as interesting to look at. Um, It's nice to have choices. <laughs> choices. It's like a buffet. Some people have <laughs> preferences. A, a, probably a lot of the first one, but I might dabble in a dessert of the second. <laughs> Yeah, a buffet. In this buffet, we have pizza and rotten chicken. <laughs> no, it's not that bad. He look, he, he looks Come like on, a, boiled chicken. I'm gonna say it. He looks like a bloated corpse compared to. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the the yeah. I'm gonna go that route. He looks horrifying okay. compared well, to Jason Momoa. Well, the other Warner Bros. release is a movie called Alto Nights, which I think has Robert De Niro in it. Um. It got pushed back from February 2nd, 2024 to November 15th, 2024. Not any cause for concern right now, obviously, but that was just one of the new ones from Warner Bros. Worth mentioning. Um, Universal had a sci-fi movie called Distant that was supposed to come out January 19th, 2024, but now it's off the release calendar completely, and no new date has been announced yet. Okay. 
and as we were mentioning before with Disney, uh, they pushed back their live action Snow White movie from March 22nd, 2024 to March 21st, 2025. And then their upcoming, well, it was upcoming Pixar movie, Elio, uh, was slated for March 1st, 2024, but it also got pushed back to June 13th, 2025. Why did this get pushed back? Oh, does that have to do with our next topic? <laughs> <laughs> Our next topic being that Disney animators are unionizing, and that usually leads to right potential at, strikes. Right after the <laughs> Marvel in-house visual effects artists unionize. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that coming through the pandemic, Disney doesn't know how to make a live-action movie without special effects. And so, or animation. Or IP. They, yeah. just, they just don't. They just don't and do not, it. And that's okay. They, that, their bread and butter is to be the the biggest, best, most right. epic studio. Franchise, big films. They yep. don't. So it's fine. But they also got such a backlog during the, the pandemic. And, and it caused animators and visual effects artists to just work these super long days, not meet deadlines. And it just, I think... What they're seeing now is is just the work condition repercussions of all I mean, of that. I mean, there were we were you and I, Cody, were big yeah. Marvel fans through Endgame. Yeah. And then to the point where it's like Disney Plus is going to have nineteen Marvel shows, and it got overwhelming for us. Oh, I yeah. can't imagine if you had to do the visual effects on. I mean, there were so many properties. Mm-hmm. Loki and Winter Soldier, Wandavision, and Wandavision, and Moon Knight. Moon Knight. I mean, you running through <laughs> them, know. and we're probably naming half of them. Right. I know. Iron <laughs> Fist <laughs> wasn't that in there. I think that was earlier. Is that, that earlier? Earlier Netflix. See, there's era. so much yeah. that I Correct. I didn't even watch any of them. That's yeah. it. Was like I I've got to take a break from this right now. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think you're alone. I'm sure others feel that way. I mean, we've seen it with the results of past Disney releases outside of like their Marvel stuff, but like animated, for example, we've seen those movies mm-hmm. take a dip because I think whether it's the parents or the kids themselves, like there is an exhaustion of the Disney movies not being at the level that they're supposed to be. And that's a result yeah. of, you know, these um, terrible working conditions um, that we're getting from the news outlets when it comes to the animators and visual effects artists. I think it's definitely artists. a component. I think, I think with, some of the other changes like Snow White and Elio. I do think they had some issues with with their Snow White film. I think they are taking an opportunity to reevaluate it, maybe make some changes to the dwarves and, you know, maybe try they're to... CGI and Well, they weren't. I think initially they were going to be live action, just regular uh, people looking. I don't think they were going to be short stature oh, or anything. Okay. And now I think that they're maybe moving towards the more iconic look of the dwarves right. and make that CGI. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. That, yeah, that seems like a very simple thing that they could have, of course, corrected earlier on. But right. But here we are. But but yeah, I don't know that. But that's different administrations too. We're still you know transitioning from the Chapek era to the back to an Iger. Iger 2.0, yeah. and then we're trying to transition. They're trying to transition out of the Iger. Yeah. Era. So this is just like a pit or, stop. Or, or yeah. he is. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where this guy stands. I feel like he's a workaholic, but he goes to the meetings. Right. You know, he's like, he sleeps through them. Yeah. <laughs> he schmoozes. Well, he, he likes goes, it. He goes to the Workaholics Anonymous meetings. Like, <laughs> right. I just can't seem to stop. <laughs> Hi, I'm Bob. <laughs> I'm work, I like to work. <laughs> I'm a workaholic. Hi, Bob. <laughs> that, 
that I, that's just that old school business mindset, right? Like you always have to be working. And then when you get to the other end of it, you go, well, there's no more work anymore. What am I supposed to do? Right. So I'm sure he was lounging on the beaches and he was like, I've had a nice vacation, but I'm ready to get He's back. He's just twitching. His yeah. hands are shaking. He doesn't know what to do with himself. Yeah, that yeah. A, uh, they, they call it type A personality, but for like CEOs and, and athletes, it's like type A plus personality where right. it's like, I need to compete no matter what. Yeah. Every Com- second no, of the day. It's, it's competing. Exactly. <laughs> I need to compete. Whatever it is, I need some, I need a target. I have to, to buy hit. everything and then I win. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm. I'm thinking that Disney is just taking the time to, you know, like make sure that their, their quality is, is there. And that, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No. And, and I think it's okay too to, for everyone to have expectations that maybe after something as huge as Endgame, your future movies aren't going to hit the heights of that. And it's, it's maybe t- it's taken a couple years and maybe the expectations are a little lower for these films now. Yeah. I mean, but it doesn't mean they're bad. Like I feel so awful. A lot of people are like, Oh, Marvel's is maybe not going to be that good or open that high. But, oh, let's talk about that. Yeah. But I do. I think it's going to be a solid movie. If, if, if it wasn't Disney's film and it wasn't a Marvel film, I think it whatever opening it is, fifty to seventy million, which is what they're projecting, right? right? Would be a completely amazing solid. We would be so happy for that. It's film. gonna, yeah. it's gonna fall yeah. in the top fifteen or twenty for yeah. the year. I mean, we just openings. celebrated Freddy's that opened up to what like seventy eight. Yeah, and we're like, oh my gosh, how could the this Universal pull this off? And this could fall into that same category right. very easily, right? But, but it's considered a bust. But it's <laughs> considered a bust when Marvel, if Marvels does the same yeah. thing this weekend, I just or next weekend, I just, I don't know. I I do feel like given a little bit more time maybe that expectation comes down and then and then we just celebrate the success that theaters get yeah not everything needs to be a billion dollars in like 10 days like we can we can just be happy that people showed up to a movie even if it didn't gross 100 million right away paramount's done for the last two years is have these 40 to 60 million dollar openings that, that are good films yep. that just hold on yep. they're easy to work with they let us do shows and then we can you know keep show times that are the most lucrative for the theater and then it's just stays and it just keeps making money down the road i mean i mean speaking yeah. of disney elemental did that this year yeah. right people thought that was going to be a bust immediately but it just and held it, it just held up still mm-hmm. people or theaters continued playing it and Sure enough, it was able. Oh my gosh. I don't know if it like made its money back necessarily, but it still, you know, made enough to warrant like it being reasonable the to play it in theaters. Weren't what if you read the you know the the commentary after the opening week, the final end results weren't as dire as what those predictions yeah, were. Yeah, when for it started it. out, yeah. for sure. Like it, it's okay as long as the movie holds. Mm-hmm. it's okay right. <laughs> and, and that's the hope and movies can only hold if you work with theaters to maximize their show times yeah because i think the theaters are actually in reality pretty loyal and they do want to keep they don't want to get take off product if if it's if it's bringing people to a theater at a show time they want to keep it yeah they're a business too mm-hmm. so <laughs> yeah it's nice was, to make money <laughs> and that was paw patrol and oh, paw patrol's opening, been great but the that. opening weekend Mm-hmm. Like they said, take the take the late show, right. take the nine o'clock show. Yeah, nobody's coming to it. Paw Patrol at nine o'clock. <laughs> Give us another matinee. And that, doesn't... thank you, Paramount. Yeah. <laughs> that is exactly what we'd like and, to do. And and then I mean, not to 
toot their horn because they've had a hard year outside right. of uh, outside of John Wick. But Lionsgate was like, take the matinee. Yeah. <laughs> for no. Paw Patrol, go for it. Right. Nobody's, Give us an extra 9 p.m. show. Nobody's coming to that at, you know, one in the afternoon. <laughs> one in the afternoon. I, it just... When studios can work together like that and maximize it, it benefits everybody. And we yeah. we could talk with them until we're blue in the face, bring up these ideas, and it, it falls on deaf ears it all does. the time. But when they bring it up, it's like it's like getting like one extra candle on your birthday cake. It's like yay! Yay! <laughs> like, you want a reward? Good behavior, yeah. like like yeah. a dog. Like I'm not gonna punish you when it's bad because it's always bad. But when you do really good, I'm gonna overemphasize the good here. Yeah, I'm gonna be super excited about this, and and we're seeing a lot of that communi- communicated without getting into like specifics on policies from a lot of places this year. Disney, Sony. Oh, Sony's uh, been fantastic working with the, just in the last couple of weeks. Some of the flexibility they've shown mm-hmm. has been amazing. And we just really want to support it because I do think it makes sense for all parties involved to, you mm-hmm. know, further their, the cause in the theaters. And yeah. And so that's been great. Paramount, like we said, we're, did so good with and, us. Well, and, and they're, they need to be flexible because they put so many titles at the same time. Yeah. But I'm I'm genuinely excited by even this. Disney is working with yeah. us mm-hmm. on stuff, which oh, okay. you wouldn't expect, but it's they've been extremely flexible on some things yeah. and accommodating, mm-hmm. and and that's been really awesome to work with. And hmm. Warner's doesn't have any titles right now, but they've they're, been they're going to so, be flexible. They're going to be so good when it, yeah when it comes to I can't wait to see Aquaman yeah. and Color yeah, Purple. Yeah, what are we going to do? We'll just play all three at the same time. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> All, all three, Christmas. just all three projectors on one screen. Yeah. Let's do this. It's going to get a little confusing, but we're going to make this happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Speaking of not making things happen, we had a conversation last week about yes. intermissions in the extraordinarily <laughs> I, long piece of film, Killers of the Flower Moon. I, Cody was a huge proponent, <laughs> aggressive proponent of this for some yeah, reason. Yeah, she said, "Don't." Just do it. I did. Yeah. I said, ignore. Create your own intermission. Ignore the critics. Ignore everything. Just create an intermission. No, I, I that was bad advice to give. I hope nobody did that because Ken was right. It is against your master licensing agreement to alter the content of any film and apparently including, including creating an intermission. Okay. I just I just can't I, and, believe. Which I'm would just be this, saying in hitting the pause, which would be the same is, as just changing the soundtrack. Is to the <laughs> is to the studio changing the content. Uh-huh. I don't agree with it, but that's the policy and that's the studio's position. I just can't believe that you wouldn't think a studio wouldn't have thought of this. Like, hey, don't mess with our movie. You will in get any, in trouble in any way shape or form. In any way shape or form. I know. I I know be it. A lot of theater owners know that deep down. I just, but there was an I just article. Think there's a frustration there for the length of the film of yeah, these films. Correct. Like it's mm-hmm. a, it's so long that it's just you don't get the show times, you don't get the crowds through. You don't. It's just from an operations perspective, it's very annoying. One hundred percent understood by everybody. Also, and the simple would solution would be to send somebody up to the booth and be like, pause. We did, but you cannot do that. I just will no, reiterate, you no, cannot do the that. The simple solution is to play the movie as the director and as Paramount and Apple intended you to play it. And then don't hit the pause button. You you are not allowed to hit the pause <laughs> button. <laughs> I'm saying, don't do it. 
Don't do it. Reiterating, don't do it. This isn't a like, don't do it, wink, wink situation. Well, there was was a a chain in Europe that like advertised the heck out of an intermission. (laughs) They got so much trouble. And they got caught. (laughs) And then there was a theater in the Variety article in Fort Collins, Colorado that pushed against it. A little bit and yeah. caused an issue. It's well, they well the, the off break podcast they, told me it was fine. No, they <laughs> went to the press and was like, They're yeah. being bullies, they're which not let me do this. Well, in this case, they're, they're, they're not, right, they're not but... letting me do this because yeah. it's not allowed. It's, not allowed. it's like I, they're upset. I was driving 200 miles an hour on the interstate, also, it's not allowed, but. This is bull. And I just put my foot down on the accelerator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think I'm in the right. Um, yeah. I know. This is, it's like the, the CNN Fox I News effect. A... If I'm right in my own head, I'm right. No, <laughs> I just have a, a, a streak of a don't tread on me and my personality that occasionally comes out and I give bad advice. <laughs> so don't, don't follow my advice. <laughs> On uh, this intermission thing. Now, if we could rally the troops and convince the creatives to purposely make an intermission in their super lawn, exceedingly lawn drawn out movies, then then it's the studio's content has already then been created and you don't have to do anything. I, I think that this intermission thing needs to spurn a movie that's three hours, three hours plus, yeah. to be the first movie to put in an intermission right. in this in since whatever 20 yeah since 19, 1970 1960 whatever it is <laughs> yeah. put like somebody do this somebody, somebody put an intermission this is like the, the perfect first. christopher nolan like thing because he loves film and cinema mm-hmm. he puts oh, things on yeah. actual school he puts he things would, on actual 35 millimeter and plays a, them at locations. a well-known director and a star-studded cast yeah you but would if, need those perks but like a good director like yeah, a christopher nolan no, this could would, put the cast this can't together. be a this can't be a a small studio movie like a big one no. put it in and do this and advertise it people will literally i bet you get we've talked about this last week but you get 10 million dollars in additional ticket sales people just to see the intermission card just to try I bet it. you'll have audience applause when the intermission yeah. comes up because oh thank you this i do thank so you cool for this try. reprieve i do think it's becoming like a popular concept among younger audiences too like i think it's kind of funny that captions and intermissions are being brought back as like mm-hmm. the hip thing to have even though that's like from my grandparents generation and it's like such an old school thing but just seeing like the turnaround of it all is just it's just the nostalgia very weird factor me, is I mean, all i'm saying good god they brought back the grand wagoneer yeah like we gotta we gotta get excited about some of this old <laughs> stuff but then theaters if if this if and when this ever does happen I'm going to say it's going to be when, because there is a, definitely a push for it. A groundswell for it. Yeah. When this happens, theaters need to meet that opportunity to create a really memorable experience. So they need to plan for that intermission. They need to have extra drinks and, and popcorns ready and things at the concession stand you know, mitigation for bathroom lines and stuff. Like you need to take that, say it's 10 minutes and maximize that time to give people the full experience of why, because they're novices to the intermission etiquette. So you'll need to teach them why we we would have those things. Plus plus they'd be more inclined to actually go out to the theater. I mean, or or, sorry, to go out of their auditorium to like get If there's an expectation of like, like you had an usher come in and be like, okay, if everybody could exit the room, t- use oh, the bathroom, hit the concession stand. I think and you then... set up people with like handheld 
point of sales. You yeah. have, you know, 30, 30 drinks ready. But I think popcorn's you even have the, your staff go in and do a spot clean. Like we're making the theater pristine again and take sure. all the empties yeah. and clean them up for people. So they come back to a clean area. I think it's like going to be a production when this happens. Yeah. I mean, very good possibilities with this idea. Yeah. It, it is a good idea for sure. It's just a matter of don't do it on be, Killers of the Flower Moon. Don't don't do it for this. Um, but who will be the first filmmaker to argue to bring it back? And again, like it's I don't think it's just like a it's just like an us type of mindset. I do think like younger audiences who are not clear that the etiquette for movies like you can step mm-hmm. out and then come back. Mm-hmm. It, like that's an okay thing to do, but. I don't know. I, I just think like they are open to having <clears throat> the intermission be a part of the movie going experience. I think a lot of people would enjoy that. Who wants to step out and try to step over people and do all that? Like, I think if you knew it was coming, even on a, like a two hour film, th- I, I could see this really taking off and people enjoying that the little bit of a break. Yeah. Check your cell phones. Do those th- kind of things. I'm gonna go 90 minutes. 90 minute kids movie. <laughs> An intermission, just so 40, that way the colors. 45 kid. minutes, yeah. just as soon as the dogs are able to transform into superheroes, <laughs> <laughs> then it's like, oh, it's time. There might be rides from the children, but as soon as as soon as the squirrel gets kidnapped, <laughs> it's time for the intermission. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there we have it. I think that'll wrap up today's episode. Then. Mm-hmm. Yep, we've got tickets on sale for the big ones next week, uh, Journey to Bethlehem and Marvels and Napoleon, Beth- I think. Yeah, and uh, then you should go to Off the Break Podcast and sign our pro intermission. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we will unite funny. over this. Do you want intermission? Yes, yes. or no? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's just or, one question. Yes, or, yes or maybe. <laughs> yes. yes or probably. Yes, yes or maybe. <laughs> there is no no. <laughs> All right, then, everyone, thank you for listening, and have a great weekend. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to Off the Break Podcast. Find us on all podcast platforms or at ScreenInsider.co. And be sure to like and follow our Facebook and Instagram pages at Off the Break Podcast.